Carbon Scoring Pod, Kit and Ken, hello. Hey, how you guys doing today? Yay. Hey, guys. I'm waving. Yay. I'm waving. I Are like you... doing this video thing. <laughs> I think it's helpful. I uh, I mean, do you guys do it on We Were Gamers? No, because it messes up my microphone. So, oh. Uh, last okay. week, I was not careful in the way that I set up the behind the scenes of Carbon Scoring. Uh, <laughs> I was not careful at how I set up my uh, OBS recording uh when the system updated to 26.0.2 it uh switched over my mic input to automatic instead of the nice microphone so it has been rectified and now is no i noted something i have to check out for when i do video so we're good to go today it's doing the right mic we're good nice okay back to the topic emergency carbon scoring should have maybe a separate title i don't know what it should be though but you guys were so good at giving me direction on the eventual music cues i had to ask like what would your emergency scoring be i mean this is a mando monday it's the first thing uh, that comes to mind i know i know can I'm you sorry. just can you just play the the klaxon from the from the death star yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an emergency event. <laughs> yeah. Actually, is there any? Oh, they have. Let's say they have something on the. I'm trying to think if there's any type of like you know, proceed to the nearest exit thing. I, I think there is was one on the tent of, the tent of four, which I hear it's tent of E four, and I don't care. Who's t- um, tent of V? Dude, people, and I just it's the radio I, dramas. I know we the radio dramas probably try to get into the at at versus ATAT thing. Stop I... trying to make ATAT happen. <laughs> no one says at at in the show. Everyone says at at. On the show, they know. It's like it's like Tie Fighter versus the bare minimum. Fighter. A third of the people on this show say at at. So do you say? Do you say an thirty-three percent minimum? Do you say an atst? No, I say chicken walker. We've been I over this. Oh, we have been over this. And Ken pointed out that a chicken walker <laughs> is only from Empire Strikes Back and that the... Uh... You didn't ask me what it technically was. You asked me what I called it. <laughs> and I, if I pronounce A-T-S-T, chicken walker. Okay. There you go. Yeah, That's sure. pronunciation. You're right. You're right. I, <laughs> I did not specify. Oh, boy. Uh, I... I need to relate to you an experience that has happened to me personally. Excitedly while watching the Mandalorian with my beautiful and loving wife, I kept turning to her and said, Hey, that's super cool. Look at that. That's the thing from the thing. And then she would nod knowingly like, okay, I'm enjoying watching this with you. And I love you very much. But how cool was the episode where you got to see every single second? You're like, oh, look, R5. Oh, look, he's riding Anakin's pod racing thing. Engine. Oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Pod engine, yeah. Uh, it was good. Okay. Like, this is an emergency yeah. pod to talk about The Mandalorian. Chapter 9, Episode 1, Season 2. Spoilers from this moment on. The Marshal. The Marshal. How cool. First of all, I'm so glad they kept the chapter things. I don't know if you guys are happy about that, but I was really happy about that. Yeah, I'm on board. And I'm okay with it. And I got deked super hard when you see Boba Fett, who <laughs> my 
Uh, so Katie looks up the cast list because I was like, I hear that voice and I know instantly that it's Timothy Oliphant. And I told her there was Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> like so, so I'm like, it's not Boba Fett because it's Timothy Oliphant, right? Like she obviously would not know that I would know the sound of uh, Boba Fett's voice from having watched the Clone Wars for you know a year trying to catch up to you guys. Uh, so she's like, no, no, no. The the IMDb says that he's playing Boba Fett. Oh uh-huh. my heavens! <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i i oh god I, i'll never okay. forget like i ah sorry go on i just in my head I'm, I'm thinking of the arguments i've had with people over the legitimacy of imdb and explaining to them at one point imdb had listed the villain for spider-man 3 was aunt maya's carnage and i'm like what are you like someone to like stop listening to this and then they were trying to tell me like oh in suicide squad uh Clint Eastwood's son's playing Nightwing, and I'm like, no, he's not. He's he's just playing random dude number five. Like he has no role, and he ended up playing no role. And I'm like, don't just take this stuff like like oh this is like I can go on there and change it. Like I have my own IMDb. Actually, I have an IMDb thing from some video game work that I did, and I could go in there and change it. That doesn't mean that it's true. It just means that it's there. Like it's like Wikipedia. Yeah. Like I just got there, there's out a of... certain amount of. I got a lot of yeah. a lot of kick out of uh, the deke of saying Boba Fett's coming back for season two, and they, they make the big deal out of it, right? And you're like, oh well, they said the actor was coming back, and on this very podcast, Kit said, what if he comes back and it's actually Captain Rex? And so we have that whole discussion, and then Dollar Store Boba Fett walks in <laughs> into the room. <laughs> And you're like, that's that's not Boba Fett. There's no way that's Boba Fett. But we've gone through the whole second season thinking it's Boba And all these thoughts are glowing through your head. And then Timothy Oliphant speaks from under the helmet. And I was just very, very excited. And I couldn't find anyone else in the room that was as excited as me. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to call you guys and be like, we have to talk about this. Because every I felt like every few minutes in that episode, they really threw at you like, Hey, we really love Star Wars. Do you guys, do you like Star Wars? Because we're going to talk about Tusken Raiders for an hour. Uh, I don't think we need to do a recap of the episode because I think everybody did a recap of the episode on Friday night or Friday morning or Friday at 1 a.m. or whenever the heck they watched it. Uh, there were some cool things that came out, I think, over the course of the week, and I just wanted to like note them and then... Uh, talk about what you guys loved about it and see if you caught any references that anybody else didn't catch or whatever. Uh, I, l- I loved the new format. I don't know if you guys noticed, but it was about like eight minutes longer than last season. Well, I mean, the the episodes have all been varying lengths, actually. Like there's no, like if you look back at the, look at the, back at the previous episodes, they all kind of go, if like, oh, this one's 35 minutes, this one's 30, 33, this one's 40. Like yeah. they, they do vary. This is the longest the, episode the longest from one last all... season was like 46 minutes. Right. And this one's longer than that. Yeah. And, and it makes sense. They're coming back and stuff. So, I mean, I'd bet they're longer. If it, it, yeah, um, we'll see. I mean, that's why I think like saying like it's a format change. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's just you, a, you just might, a light... might be premature, but I'm. Did you like yeah. that it was longer? I, I. Oh yeah. I'll throw out there that I like that it was longer. I, yeah. I am. I'm happy. That, I'm happiest when they take the amount of time that they need to tell the story that they need to 
tell, yeah. which is one benefit to this format. It, not not just The Mandalorian, but any like any show that doesn't have to fit into a specific half an hour or hour time slot and plan for commercials that they can just say like yeah so the rest of our so the rest of our shows are you know whatever 25 minutes long or whatever they are but this one we need to go four minutes longer so we're going to go four minutes longer i like i like that and yeah or conversely uh if they you know this one is fine if this one's an hour and then next week they only need a half an hour that they don't need to pad it with 20 minutes of extra filler uh i agree that doesn't need to be there i agree with that but i felt also like there were moments last season where you didn't get a breath because they had to get through so much stuff i think and like this episode particularly they took so much time to take aerial shots of like the dune sands and you're like ah cool like i get to see more of tatooine than i think we would have seen or definitely than we saw last season i i think that the sets were much more tightly focused when he was on Tatooine last season. Um, and this one definitely had those like sweeping CGI shots of Tusken Raiders on Banthas and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, the other thing I heard come out was the amount of work they put into creating the Tusken Raiders and creating a society for the Tusken Raiders to me implies that they're going to be doing more Tatooine stuff. Um, they brought in, uh, some ASL people, some actual deaf people to create Tuscan sign language for this season. So I don't know if that like sparks anybody's interest, but it kind of sparks my interest. I mean, if we're going to explore I, a culture, I'm glad they've done that. I've always been uh, interested in the Tuscans and Tuscan culture. And um, so uh, I, and the Jawas too, um, so I would I would be down for that, uh, especially since, um, and I feel like I feel like we got some of this with the I mean they they didn't get very much screen time at all in the in the original trilogy, and then they got a little bit more. You know, we saw the village in in the prequels and whatnot, but <laughs> the village um, they have, yeah, <laughs> but I'm you know what I mean. Like they got they got a little bit. They weren't just like yeah. I we got to see a glimpse of, of, you know, women and children in huts and stuff, as opposed to just some guys riding around on Banthas yeah. being, being the sort of, uh, just the two dimensional foil. Yeah. yeah. Not really yeah. villains, well, but I guess fauna. I mean, yeah, but I mean, at one point, essentially antagonist, but also I think that's, I, I kind of appreciate this, the series, the show too, or this episode too, because I mean, as much as, we're in a very divisive time right now, and this show, I mean, it's whipping a little bit of lesson at people, which is kind of, I think, necessary and kind of a good. And it's one of the things where it's like people are like, oh, get, keep politics out of my, out of my comic books. I'm like, it's already been, it's always been there. Just sh- kind of shut up and recognize that it's always been there. This, I mean, as as kind of simple as it was, was kind of like, hey, look at, you have to cooperate with people. You have to uh, move aside some of your preconceived notions about about what a people are and who they are. And I mean, it's it, it's not necessarily super blatant, but it's good that it's in there. Like, that's why we learned that, oh, you know, they they speak and they have their they have a, a, a sign language so they can communicate that with themselves and other, with, out, I'm sorry, with those outside of their culture. And that shows that that brings and then it brings the two, uh, the, you know, brings the town folk and the the quote unquote 
natives to uh, understanding, so that they can work together to save the save the, both towns, both villages. And it's like that's that's where it's like definitely seen more them putting time into it as, with the with the sign language and developing a little more of that society. Like, oh, I mean, Tuscans are definitely clearly more a a Native American or. Uh, I guess I don't. I guess I don't know if Aboriginal still. I don't know if it's still a good term or not. But that's they're okay. taking a moment to think about that and acknowledge that. And be like, oh, you know, these people lead a different life, but it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with them. It's just, it's just a different life. And so I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, the Mandalorian definitely said, you know, the they've survived here and killed crate dragons, and you're just, you know, you're squatting basically. Yeah, and yeah. I love that. I love that they did the pulled the. The crate pearl out, which I think is a, a Kotor reference. I think it right? is, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 I think it's a Kotor Definitely. reference. I think there's is also a novel thing, but I'm pretty sure it's Kotor yeah. for sure. It's it's one of I don't remember which one it is, but it's definitely one of the two Kotor games. I loved every minute of that. Although I got once he killed it, it was still under the sand. I got I I didn't get the same imagery that you got in the first you know, originals where you saw the huge bones in the desert and they're just like massive and hulking over everybody. And, and so, you know, this was much more manageably sized probably for the, it needed to be because of the sets and the way they filmed this show and everything else. But, um, you definitely got sense of scale at certain points. Uh, how did you feel about a crate dragon showing up in star Wars for the first time? I thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah, I thought I was, it was awesome. I mean, people didn't really play Kodor, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm hoping. Like, I'm curious too. Like, because I mean, that's that the whole crate dragon thing, and they're like, oh, well, where does it live? It lives in, in, in an abandoned sarlacc pit. It's like there's no such thing. It is if you eat the sarlacc. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm curious too because it's like, so we have the size of the head, and we have like the first bit of rib cage or whatever you want to call that. I'm guessing is there more still buried underneath, like tail be. section, because yeah. it's like, yeah. I'm like, and that's like a ton of meat, and I, it's interesting too to see that this, that it looks like uh, the Mandalorian uh, Din was had a chunk of it on the back of his speeder too. Like he's like, oh, I'm taking that back. I'm like, oh, yeah, Sunday that... roast. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what's going on there? Like, and also are they going to? Sh- I guess they they to take it out with the whole payment was that they was that the Sand People, the Tuscan Raiders, get to keep the keep all of the bounty. And that and that their that was their payment to help stop it. I'm like, all those people back in town probably used some meat too. This is a lot of meat. Like, I mean, uh, I don't know. But I was I was curious about that. So I mean, I think a lot more Tuscans probably died in that scenario than the townspeople. So they earned their care. Yeah. Especially yeah, the poor that's... dude they got eaten while he was trying to feed it a bantha. <laughs> that was that was pretty Clever. good. A lot of that episode was clever, especially the Cobb Vanth stuff was very clever. Um, yeah. He. Let's talk about the Boba Fett armor for a second. I have two separate tangents of asking you guys about what maybe canonically still exists. Um, one of them is about Weequay, and the other one's about Boba Fett. Which one do you want to go first? <laughs> I mean, we can go, we can, okay, go for it, Kit. Let's do the weak way first. Okay, so Cobb calls him weak way. Yeah, that's like messed up as hell, isn't it? Like, <laughs> he does, does he not like... know his name or is his name weak way? 
I and had also, a memory, well, I mean, and maybe I'm wrong. I had a memory, and I might be wrong, but the Weequay in the books in Jabba's Palace for the Bounty Hunter series, I thought they named him Weequay. Oh. But I, I can't didn't... remember if that's right, and I can't find it anywhere I on the I thought that Weequay was a species. It is. A spe- it's Hondo's it is. species. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Honda Anaka is a Weequay. There were tons and tons of Weequay on the Jabba's sail barge. So if you were just looking but, at, it, so you're saying that, it, so you're saying that one of the Weequays in Jabba's palace was named so, Weequay. So I don't. Rem- I'm trying to remember. So so if you took a myopic view, the idea. I know that you've got an answer here, Ken. But I just want to finish my thought. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. If you took a myopic view of filmmaking and said we want to make sure that no one had to watch Clone Wars, but if they did watch Clone Wars, they'd be like, oh, it's Hondo's species. But you could still say, okay, if they had to have watched Return of the Jedi, right? And therefore, this is still a fun reference to say, oh, those guys were on Jabba's sail barge. But yeah, Cobb literally just calls him Weequay. And in my head, in my head canon of having read all those bounty hunter books, I thought that there was a guy just called Weequay in Jabba's palace. Ken, what did you need to say? A Getty Rook was the Weequay who served the Hut crime lord Jabba. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. I'm really bothered by the fact that he just calls him Weequay when it's like essentially say like just calling him by his race, which I'm kind of like, uh, not cool, dude. Also, that guy's been there since the I fall know. of the since the fall yeah. of the empire, since the the destruction yeah. of, the, of the second Death Star. It's not like he just showed up. Like when people call uh, Din Mando, I'm like. Yeah, but by the last episode, we find out that he doesn't tell anyone his name. So that's a little on him. So if he's like saying, I'm not going to give anyone my name, then they're just going to call me Mando and I'm, I'm not going to correct them. Okay, but dude's been at the bar for like years and you're just like, hey, Weequay. Ooh, <laughs> it's not the best plan. <laughs> is it implied? He called him Weequay in the past, right? He didn't call him Weequay in the present. There's no dialogue in the scene. In the scene. Like they just... They're just like, <laughs> he looks over at the at the exploding Death Star in the hollow, yeah. and then the bad guys show up, and he's like, oh, time to run, and they get out of there. Okay. Like, that's that's like the, the sum total of that, and there's no kind of, like, back and forth as far as I remember. Because um, at the time, it's just it's just Cobb talking over the, the past yeah. event. Okay. Yeah. It bothered <laughs> me a little bit, but I was kind of like, no one's going to know, really, in the real world. There's a billion other fun references in there too. Before we get to Boba Fett, I don't know if you saw the speeder, the black speeder from uh, what was that? Uh, the episode four re redo, the like fancy version where they add the nice black speeder, and there is the mm-hmm. one that the pirates use to come rob them. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's a, like a callback. The uh, I did recognize that Cobb's Cobb's one looks uh, Cobb's. Uh pod racer bike yeah. looks a lot like anakin's pod oh, it is anakin's like specific- pod for specifically they put the the things on it from his pod i mean it, it's also a different color but i mean i'm uh, i would it's i mean if it, i think it yellow. is too it's anakin's pod racer i think it is too i'm it just saying to like okay kit you have to weigh in here is it anakin's <laughs> well, it's at least racer. the same style engine like i don't know if it's actually it's the a, engines that he were sits on, on the side anakin's of it pod. Like, he's directly attached to the side of it. He's not riding it like it's a motorcycle. It's an engine he's attached to. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, that's probably... Anakin put the pod together, but he probably didn't design the 
Oh, the, okay. He probably didn't build the engines. There's probably it's probably a, a mass manufactured I just, engine. I feel like he could have had another one. I feel like it's Tatooine. I mean, that's definitely why they put it's it Tatooine. In there. Everything has to get reused, right? There's no yeah. There's nothing that gets put to waste there. So and it then, definitely could be yeah. Anakin's because uh, you know they sell the pod at the end of that's true the race. So. Uh, blue milk obviously gets reused here. Uh, uh, and the bar, that's not blue milk. That's the stuff from the from the Seven Samurai episode. The shrimp wine. Oh, is it? Yeah. That looked like yeah. blue milk. Uh, is it Spotchka? Is that what it's called? Spotchka, yeah. yep. Yeah. He's got it. Oh. It's a liqueur. Huh. I missed that. I just saw the color of it, and I thought it was blue milk. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. Lots of banthas, which um, is cool. Uh, I yeah. love the part when he's brushing the bantha's teeth. That was funny. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> Did, do you want to jump back? You said you had the two tangents. One was the Queequeg. One was Cobb Vanth and his armor. I'm I'm ready if you're ready. Okay. I mean, I'm yeah, ready. we can. Boba Fett. Canonically. His backpack's got jets. How are they going to make this work? Because he took his armor because it looks like Mandalorian armor. But as far as I recall, Django Fett is not what one would consider a Mandalorian. There is a lot of talk amongst the fans about what what and the problem is too is like we like trying to excise your knowledge that is legends okay. and only look at the new canon. Sure. Um but there is the idea that that the Django was not a was not a by birth Mandalorian, okay, and possibly like one who was adopted and then, well, then is then count, left. Right? What's up? But then he would count well, much like Din is not uh, right. A Mandalorian. He's a foundling. He's a foundling, but he's still a Mandalorian. Yeah. But then he left the left the order as well. If if and there's also the discussion of if he ever was to begin with, which I guess that kind of that depends on where where you're pulling your cannon from. Um. And there's also the idea, too, that I don't know if you were getting to this, is that hypothetically his armor isn't Beskar. It's not. Because he was... Right. That's, to to my knowledge, in canon, it's supposed to be Durasteel. Durasteel. Right. Like, it's a Durasteel facsimile of Mandalorian armor. But Django's so, looks like it could have been Beskar. I mean, I mean, all the other Beskar, just because it's silver, I mean, there's other... There's other Mandalorians that have Silver painted armor, armor as well. Yeah. So, and we also don't know if, if I mean, did did Boba Fett recover his father's armor and use that? Because where does where does Boba get his armor? It's a good question because Boba goes to prison, so it's not like Boba's just holding on to his dad's armor in the lockup. You know what I mean? When does when does Bo- when does Boba go to prison? Boba goes to prison in Clone Wars. Boba's thrown Boba, in, I... in prison for like two years in Clone Wars and then gets out of prison and tries to kill Mace Windu. I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to remember those episodes now because I do remember in Clone Wars when he's running his own gang yeah. and runs runs into Asajj Ventress. But anyways, it, it, still think about it to me if he's a criminal to the scale that we, we believe he is. He has he has stashes. Sure. Like he can't fit in the armor yet so he just stashes he it. it. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. And then just comes back to it it's his, you know, it's his safety locker. Okay. Or or he leaves it with you know he leaves it with a, a friend so or leaves it with 
Jabba? If he is a Mandalorian, and if he is alive, he would not have left his armor, right? Depending on how, because so he wasn't. It's clear that he wasn't raised in the in the strictest. And that's the thing I've thought about too. Is like when we discuss, you know, the way that the Mandalorian won't remove his helmet around others. And you think about it, like certain certain religions have an orthodox version versus kind of you know universal church of all everyone like you have the you have a um conservative and you have those right exactly so it's like you could be have someone who's like oh you know like this is i'm i'm a strictly orthodox uh i'm jewish and i'm strictly orthodox but or you're you know someone who's far more um lenient and just kind of like oh i love a good burger and shrimp and x y and z and like they they eat whatever they want and so it's like they're he could have. He wasn't. He was likely wasn't living living the strictest Mandalorian code. He's not a by any stretch of the Mandalorian, means. is what you're saying, right? I mean, he's his father didn't wear a mask. He didn't wear a mask sometimes. It just kind of threw through to the wind. So, does he have the same attachment to it that he that the Din does? I, I definitely don't think so. Because okay, he, I, here we go. So, but in all of the cartoons. All of the Mandalorians take their helmets off constantly. All the time. So, right. I don't. I don't think that we should. We should uh, judge whether somebody's a Mandalorian or not. What as based on whether they take their I helmet off or not. I remember asked you this question because that confuses me to no end. Of where in the spectrum of what a Mandalorian is is what they're trying to imply in this show, because like he says, he was taken in by the Death Watch, which we know most Mandalorians would not consider Mandalorians because they. They basically screwed all of Mandalore, right? All the Mandalorians in the Clone Wars take their helmets off. We've never now, we don't have any idea whether or not Mandalorians were around, accepted, whatever, after the Clone Wars. There's still, after having done an extra season with a Siege of Mandalore, no explanation of what happens to all these Mandalorians to make them be underground and how certain Mandalorians can be above ground. I don't know if you guys caught on the internet uh, one of the like crazy theories about why Boba Fett's allowed to be a Mandalorian and out in the world. Uh, one one person I came across was like, it would make a lot of sense for Darth Vader to hire Boba Fett to have a bounty hunter around that sounds like Rex. You know, like, Okay, uh, that kind of makes a lot of sense if you want to try and back build some canon. Yeah, but I mean, he—I mean, he still there's still clones out there that he could have put into his service in the 501st. In fact, the, a lot of the 500. They thought they talk about how they got rid of all the clones. A lot of them. Purpose. So a, a fair amount of uh, the clones became the purge troopers uh, because they had that that genetically engineered chip to make them uh, hunt the Jedi. So they became purge troopers were a lot of, I don't want to say reformatted clones, but essentially clones that, that were used for that purpose of hunting down the Jedi. Um, That was done in some of the the Darth Vader comics. Some of them simply did just retire out because of the genetic engineering, they just aged out. So it kind of depends. I mean, there's there's still around. Plus, if he really came down to it, he could always just genetically engineer another twenty five. Why not? He's, yeah. he's Darth Vader. He does do as he pleases, pretty much. Yeah, it's a lot of backbuilding. Um, I, no matter how you slice it, really. And I like Ken's or Kit's point about like don't overthink because a lot of this doesn't fit together easily. 
But like at a certain point, they're going to have to try and mesh some of this stuff if, and I guess we get to the big thing for a, five minutes or whatever, you think the last shot is who a lot of people think it is. Spoiler warning yes, again. Yes, 100%. You are in... Yeah. You are in on the theory and the the very uh, served up explanation that that is Boba Fett at the end. Yeah, I think that that's yeah. Boba Fett and not a clone or Rex. Yeah, not Rex. I mean, it, not, not not a non Boba Fett clone. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. I mean, I, I definitely think it's Boba. I think the. Well, I think also like there's there's lots of the different things that kind of point to the idea that he could have been. He could have even been amongst i mean he looks like he's with the tuscans like he could have been living with the tus the tuscans he's he has their goffy stick he has their rifle he has he he's wrapped up i mean especially if he's he's maybe if he's given up the armor or if he just has he's trying to get it back but he's just trying to survive in the meantime that he could be hiding amongst them with his full head wrapped and stuff um it's hard because it's like again, you, I always bleed over between legends and stuff. But there are there are sometimes humans living amongst the Tuscans if they've earned their place with them. So I mean that that's that's happened in, in some of the stories. Um, yeah, I, I think he I think he's very likely lived there. I mean, did by the way, did you guys know that Cobb Vanth existed in the novels already? No, the Mm-mm. aftermath novels. No. Okay. Is he part so, of which um, novel? the aftermath run so it's essentially the remnants of the empire as they start to fall after the after the after return of the jedi um because there's still obviously holdouts in different areas that are trying to like the very very much like kind of crime boss idea of like oh all these different moths try to be like oh well this is my domain everyone should get under me because i'm the best moth and they all start to fight over supremacy okay um there's some that kind of fall into their own own like oh this is my area but yeah, Cobb Vanth, he pops up in one of the novels and talks about how he get. That's when he first gets the armor from someone. He also, I mean, does, do people want? No, he got you, the, he got the with... armor in the show. Mm-hmm, he did. Yeah, but he also got it in the books first, and this came out. I want to say two, three years ago. Did he get it the same way in the books? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's consistent. I, I remember that scene. I didn't remember the name. Uh, yeah. But I, yeah. As soon as you started talking, I was like, oh, I wonder if he was the guy who got the Boba Fett armor in the. There were in the in the aftermath books there uh there were a bunch of like little um not really like there's like the main story through line and then there's like kind of um side little side little story. yeah little side stories it's like one or two or three chapters uh oh, okay. throughout the book that have these like little th- those sorts of like little little things they're not very long uh like and and one of them was uh a guy buying the Boba Fett armor from, from some Jawas. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And they, they talk to you about, it's interesting because I think they call it Freetown in the book. Like he's the Marshal of Freetown. Um, because there are, there's talk about how they're free from the hut now because Jabba died in Return of the Jedi. Uh, there's also some, I mean, for, spoilers for people who haven't read the aftermath. It's just mild stories to the side stories. I believe they even talk about the, the Rancor Wrangler. And the fact that he's like he's destitute after the fall of J- Jabba's palace because he's like, like all I did was take care of those get that guy. He was my best. Like the, when he walks up to him, he's like, no, because he <laughs> killed his rancor. Um, but like after and then, then after Jabba dies too, he's like, shit, I don't know what to do. And there's a, I think there's a baby hut, and he's like, hey, 
uh, cop comes to him and is like, hey, how are you? you're good with animals. Do you want to be responsible for this hut? And this is how we'll essentially maintain our freedom is we'll have a hut in charge, oh, yeah. even though it's his kid, but it's a figurehead. That's cool. So, yeah. Again, it's not, it's not the main story of the Aftermath novels, but it's a good like side story to help you continue to build the world. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, is I'm glad that if they did that that they're willing to pull these things in and yeah. and make sure that they're connected in a way. Um yeah. The name of that land speeder is a V35 courier. The one that the the miners are yeah. traveling in. Mm-hmm. Nice. And it's in Oh, it was on Naboo. I misremembered the movie. No, Lars has Owen Lars has one. Yeah. There you go. This could be his. It could be. Who knows? Everything gets reused on (laughs) Tatooine, you know? Yeah. Uh it could be. It could be. But I definitely recognize it. I was like, oh, that's a land speeder. I've seen before. That's cool. Um I think that I would love for it to be a head fake and for it to be a clone. But that's such a deep pull. It doesn't fit the show, right? Like, yeah, there's some deep well, pulls, also too, but like, they're always side pulls. They're not like a dark saber. You don't need to have a backstory for. Although it's great that if you know the backstory for the dark saber, right? But yeah, it just looks like a cool sword if people don't know. Um, but I don't think they can write in a clone instead of it being Boba Fett. So. I wonder how deep here we get into creating Boba Fett for the first time, right? In the new canon. I mean, there's a lot of people that love Boba Fett from the old canon, but if you only watch the movies, he just said, as you wish, right? And got his jetpack hit. <laughs> Although, did you see the Mando? Din smacks the jetpack in the exact same way Han smacks the jetpack. Yeah, very similar. It's just like pop. <laughs> and also too, like I didn't, I I was rewatching it because someone had mentioned it. Tell your buddies that I this didn't backpack. Break it. Yeah, the the I mean, if if it's the same one that Bo that Boba got from Django, that backpack also cost Django his his life, <laughs> because at the time when he was trying to fly away from Mace, it was malfunctioning, oh. and he's like, you see, it like sparking off, and he's just like, he's like, oh nope, decapitated. So like that 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 jetpack is bad luck if it if it's been that if it's still the same Good one all the way for through. Cobb Vanth. It worked out for him. He shot yeah. He shot a missile off of it. He got away from a crate dragon with it. I'd say it was good luck for him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was glad we got a rocket firing Boba Fett. That was pretty good. <laughs> it, and the whole bend over, the actual yeah. the actual bend over to shoot the rocket which is totally unnecessary. <laughs> and the act, the eyepiece coming down and targeting like it should target. Yeah, the rangefinder. Seeing that was awesome. the actual yeah. Boba Fett rangefinder in use for the first time, it was great. Every I, I can't think of a minute I didn't enjoy watching that, or like other than thinking about the complex explanation and hoop jumping we're gonna have to go through for Filoni to make everything fit which you know he's going to need and want to do, right? Uh, the the fear there is the only thing I'm left with other than that I, I just loved seeing the Mandalorian come back that strong. Yeah. yeah. I think, too, uh, there there's, like, there's things, like, nods, like, essentially, you like, you look at the armor that uh, Cobb was wearing, which I love that it, I love that it didn't fit. 
I love that it was so very clear good. that like this it's isn't so his. Like also, it's, we, like, it's it's on. It's kind of yeah. He's too lanky it's for on, the armor. Yeah, Timothy Olafantastic decided like no no this is gonna be perfect. It looks like kids armor. <laughs> he, on he's an got adult. his scarf sticking out the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, so, yeah, it shows he's, you how much yeah. of that suit was actually a bodysuit underneath, right? When um, oh man, I forgot his name. Um, uh, Bullock, Jeremy Bullock was playing him originally. How much thicker he was, and how much oh. bodysuit he had on. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, show you. yeah. But I like that there's like there's wear on the armor. So even if, even if like so we have the idea that like oh you, it takes you know a thousand years to to be digested by the sarlacc. The armor does look like it's been been burned. It's been the acids like got to it a little bit from the sarlacc pit maybe, or it, and even if Boba Fett who we who we believe we see at the end, he's scarred. Like he it's not like like it's not like disfigured, but he's scarred. Enough, like oh, as if maybe digestive acids got him on a bit and got inside the helmet a bit. Like it seems like, I mean, he's seen some sh- stuff, like pretty clearly. Yeah. So, how are you at all? I'm so I already said I'm trepidatious about Boba Fett. How are you both feeling about knowing that this is where we're going? I'm on. I... I'm on board. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was say I'm on board because. I mean, I, I've I've I had heard about certain casting things already, and I also know more casting stuff moving forward. I'm I'm curious if we would ever get anything as far as Jodo cast the Boba Fett impersonator from like the um the Dark Horse uh, comics. Like he he had very similar armor, and he would impersonate Boba Fett sometimes just to be like to get the bounties a little bit higher. Like, oh yeah, no no, you got Boba Fett here. You had to pay through the nose, and so he'd like I thought that was always kind of funny. Uh, who I mean, it was very, and it was kind of started too to be based off of because of certain paint jobs of the toys were different, and they're like, he's like, oh no, we'll just well, that, that's a new character. This is Jodo Cast now. See, so that's part of what I why I have done more and more to avoid casting news for stuff is because like when Timothy Oliphant popped out of that hem- helmet, it was it made my night. I the episode could have been bad, and I still would have enjoyed, you know, like, and so that's why I avoided. But what were you gonna say? Um, I, I think it's going to be cool having, I'm glad Boba Fett's back. I was hoping Boba Fett would come back. Um, I, I'll take more clones too. Uh, sure. I'll take as much Tamara Morrison as the, I hope that they cram him into every episode, but, uh, um, how much, how awesome would it be if he's literally just in every episode going forward? He won't be, I, I, won't be. I think that There's that would no be great. Yeah. Do you think they're going forward with the same format as last time? It feels a little bit, maybe like they could. They spent a lot of time developing Cobb Vanth where we could not see Cobb Vanth again for a little while. And then when we get to the last three episodes, all of a sudden the Mando needs a crew again. I would be pretty surprised if they cast somebody of the, uh, Notre. Yeah. Of Timothy Oliphant. And he's a one-off. I would be surprised Um, too. we we might not see him for several episodes, but like I would be surprised if he doesn't show up again this season and probably uh, subsequent seasons. Awesome. Do we think that on that note? Do we think we've seen the the last of Lucy Liu? I'm sorry, Ming Now Wen. No, Ming Now Wen. Sorry, back right. 
I was talking to yeah. I that's what I'm she saying. Has to be coming back. There's no, there's no reason you would do the Spurs, then bring back Boba Fett and not bring back Ming Na Wen. I can't imagine it's Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. That's true. If, if, I mean, uh, I mean, you can literally be cut in half and thrown down a reactor core and, and still make it back, or yeah, yeah or yeah. thrown into a into the middle of an exploding Death Star and come back. So, like, I mean, yeah, I want she her to just come got, back. Got too. shot. Yeah, she just yeah. got gut shot. So, yeah. like, I mean, it's like uh, that's just a flesh wound. All right. Yeah. Uh, I I wanted to come back to you. I'm just I was just saying like I just I I with Timothy Olyphant. I'm like okay, so if she comes back, then he could come back. I can see another crew building up here too. And I'm, I'm but yeah, I know other. Again, it's Don't like there's it, this unfortunately unfortunately there's too much knowledge in my head which didn't like I didn't go out seeking it it just it popped up and was yep. so you gotta avoid that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I tried. I would have really really hard. I know. I mean, I know. Like Every... websites like mainstream you... websites don't even bother trying to and... like disguise the the headlines you know who of the stuff worst, anymore. The worst offender is actually AMC themselves when it comes to this. They literally announced a season before the end of their main Walking Dead show that they're doing a show that's a spinoff with X characters. I'm sh- I'm throwing my hands in the air. This is a visual medium. Now that's fine. You don't don't but, don't worry about AMC. Just watch what? Invincible on Amazon. You'll Invincible be fine. Invincible on Amazon. You'll be much like It's gonna be really good. Uh, uh no. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing. Like they don't they don't even care anymore. It's not it's just like, oh, you know, we're not gonna kill them. It's like, well, I didn't know that, and you should have thought about killing them to make your show better. Like you can't just automatically siphon people into categories of obviously if you have a show called the Mandalorian you better have a Mandalorian but it doesn't have to be Din I'm just saying you know what I mean think outside the box sometimes on stuff like that um and the and that type of casting stuff if they just are not careful about it or they think they have to get ahead of bad viewership by telling you these people are involved or these characters will be back next season or that type of stuff. It just means you're, you're worried about the thing you're making beyond the fact that it's good. I don't think anyone was worried about the Mandalorian season, season two being good after they watched season one. So you don't have to shoot out there who's involved and who they're playing. Well, I don't, I don't think that, I mean, I did, did Lucasfilm actually, do any of that rumor stuff or was that all like agents and no, IMDb but, and Hollywood reporter think, and stuff? Think about it though. Hollywood reporter is, is variety because, stuff like that. Yeah. Is it because Mandalorian season one was such a success that they went out and sought out this stuff and made it, it a spoiler for everybody? I, I, and I don't know a lot of it um, that apparently Kit or Ken has found out, but baby Yoda was the best kept secret in Hollywood in 20 years. Right, I thought, uh, yeah, but I thought about that. But there's no actor to worry about. Like tomorrow, I I knew about tomorrow, uh, Tamara. Yeah, Tamara Morrison. Tamara. So I knew Tamara. So, but no matter what, like people between his agents and people seeing him do, go certain, like people, there are nerds out there who were just kind of watching, just like with Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, and let's watch Kit Harrington see if he cuts his hair. Like if he cuts his hair then he's then he's then he's going he's not going back if he doesn't cut his hair then he could be back the next season 
they're those level of fans. The Hollywood reporter for these things. didn't know who Tamura Morrison was before someone told them. I, I, I mean, that's that's up for discussion, but I'm <laughs> saying that there are those level of fans out there so that they are then networking things together. Yeah. So you can hide the child because he's CG and not a person. He's a puppet. Whereas, right, well, he's him. a puppet. Yeah, you Everyone can. sees you just... him. He's on set. They have to act with him. Right. But it's but it's a lockdown set. There's not a matter of like, oh, you see him get up in the morning and go off to set. Like it's on the set, it's locked down. If I mean it, not being a tangible person definitely helps quite a bit to be able to keep. There's no kind of information flowing about him out in the ether. Yeah. Until like tomorrow Morrison, when they cast the people they've cast, when they cast Meng Na Wen, you knew that she was cast. Like you didn't know what her role was, but you knew just that she'd be playing a character. I didn't know she was cast. So, by the way. Okay, but I'm saying like, the, but the I knew about it, and the, sure. the the information's out there. Whereas the child wasn't something that you could was, it was created for the show, and there's no actor there to, to really keep in mind. So okay, it just seems, that's why I think that's that's viable. It versus seems like you could do more person. if you wanted to to keep things like this a secret. I mean, it's I I I think with a, a cast member that's. It's a lot harder, I mean, especially they, with an existing one. Like if they've proven if, if they spoiler, snuck in Kenobi, like I'm in the minority. I, we don't need to argue yeah. about it. They've proven spoiler culture makes shows more popular. Like, mm. like the idea of putting spoilers out has made shows more popular. They were doing it with Game of Thrones on purpose to get people like hyped up for stuff. So, I'm in the minority of like I wish that I could not know, and so I actively try not to know. Yeah, uh, I mean, and and that's reasonable. I mean, I remember if I care. back when we watched back in the back Battlestar Galactica, you you two didn't watch the opening yeah. the opening credits nope. because you're like they're gonna show me scenes from it. Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't watch and that's reasons for that reason. On if I watch a show that I care, like if I care enough to watch the show and it's narrative and it has like next ons, I don't ever, never ever do I watch them. I can summarize a plot based on how they cut those things. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm unique. I mean, Kit Kit, and I have the same exact issue on that, I think. Yeah. It's just not worth it. I don't know. Yeah. We are way off saying how excited I was about the Mandalorian here. <laughs> I appreciate... Were you so excited you went out and got a Din figure? And you're like, yeah! Where'd you find that? Oh. A friend of mine found him. Is that a vintage scale? A friend of mine... No, no, no. This is this is uh, Black Series. Oh, it is. So I I've got a Black Black hands. Series Din, and a, yeah, and I've got little child. The child though is from the fleet, the the fleet battle, the fleet something or other. Um, the one that Kit has Mission Fleet. Mission Fleet. Yeah. The little. Yeah. The it scales really well. Yep. I have some stuff here, and we should apologize for the overwhelmingly complainy toy episode we did before. But at some point. <laughs> It was deserved. I found out on the main pod Hasbro's at it again and not through Star Wars. They're 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 screwing up everything. They, G.I. Joe Transformers. No, they, now they're screwing up Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, it's like you can't find a part of their company that's not trying to fail. Yeah. Uh anyway, we'll do a happy toy episode when I get my office organized and we look at toys. <laughs> Maybe by then I'll be happy to be on camera or something and we can 
you can show stuff off or whatever. I don't know. Kind of doesn't matter. Well, by then we'll be we'll be into season three of The Mandalorian, and we'll be <laughs> jabs. I thought it was funny. It was. Funny. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to think if season three is soon enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I. I mean, of course, I'm excited about everything that's going to come out for the season. Did, um, did you guys see? Did you guys see the trailer that came out like months back for season two? We talked about that. Yeah, I couldn't avoid yeah. it. Okay, so it's like I'm 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 happy to see where things go. Um, I hope it's Ilum unfortunately and not I, Hoth. Yeah, I that's I've I've seen some people uh, say that too, and like okay, I'm like yeah, I didn't even think about that when we discussed it. That's the type of stuff you, it, could, so. you could sit and debate, and it won't ruin the show. I think unless you look up and find out other things, like if you just sat yeah. with the info and you're like Ice World, hmm, could be these places. That's kind of fun. It's like two places. <laughs> well, I think that I think that that makes more sense. Um, especially if he's looking, if he's trying to find Jedi to give the child to, it makes more sense that he would go to Ilum than Hoth. I wonder if they'll tie in some of the stuff we found out from uh, Fallen Order, where there's going to be a lot of Imperial presence on Ilum and not so much the other way around. Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool to see. And because this is in a weird, this would be in, in an even deeper point, because uh, when we saw Fallen Order, that's that's pre- original trilogy right. and we're bored this is after this is during the remnants of the empire yeah. so it's like ilum would be far more like desecrated it'll, and it'll either be completely destroyed and have like lots of imperial equipment like i mean they have to take that game into account it's like the most popular star wars game in 15 years yeah. you know so some of that stuff will have to cross over but uh should we do a favorite moment and get out of here did you have a favorite moment yeah. from the episode just something that's stuck with you since you watched it, Kit? Uh, Boba Fett. Um, I was... It, so, Tamora, so when, you mean, at the end. Yes. Okay. It, it's, come on, let's... <laughs> uh, when we were watching it, Sally and I had talked about uh, whether... Because we both had seen the, the spoiler ahead of time that he had been cast. Sure. And so we were talking about whether he'd be in this or not. And then when Timothy Oliphant shows up in the armor and we talked specifically about like, well, he could, he could be a different clone and, you know, he could be Rex or something. And uh, then we see the armor and I was like, and then, and then it was obviously not him. And he's, you know, he says, Oh, I bought this from a Jawa. And then, and then, uh, so we were talking about it and I was like, it could be a red herring. He could still be in this episode. (laughs) Yep. And, the, and I had the showed up exact at the end. opposite reaction of you in my head because I wanted it to be a different thing where I was like, yes, they tricked everybody. It Tamura's <laughs> going to be playing a clone. This is going to be awesome. They're going to drag it out for like half a season and then they're going to drop on people that Boba Fett's actually dead. They pulled the, the suit out of a dead Sarlacc and like, you know, oh man, it's funny. Kit or Ken, what was your favorite moment? Probably, uh, probably Cobb Vanth in the in the saloon. Like part of me is like John Leguizamo in the beginning. But... What did he get eaten by? It wasn't Jawas, oh, right? It was like some other thing, but I yeah, didn't, I couldn't tell what just it was. Other rat creature like things, just random dark monster creatures. Um, I was actually like part of me brain is those like 
Wait, you left him. You left him there, but also he just said that he essentially killed other Mandalorians that he found yeah. and stripped their bodies. Like, yeah. yeah, you need to kill him, but also go find all that Beskar. Like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, all that, <laughs> all that left over. Like, what? Where did it go? I'm sure he probably sold off a lot Don't of it. Don't worry, but, the armor, uh, the armor will go get it. Yeah. Um. Probably, yeah. Cobb Vanth sitting down, and when he takes off his helmet, watching the Mandalorian din, just go, like, pause, and just like, <laughs> that's not a Mandalorian. What? Yeah, and just like the the just him like this is stolen valor. Get your get yeah, give me the armor. Give me the armor. And yeah, take it off. Oh, you want to do it right yeah. here? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that was that was probably my favorite. Moment. I think the the moment that made me the happiest would be when he showed up in that doorway, and and as as you're like staring at him, you already know that it's not Boba Fett because <laughs> of the way he's standing and all that. But I think the moment that sticks with me maybe the most is when he lands on Tatooine and it's uh he lands in the same bay. Amy Sedaris, Amy Sedaris, Sedakis, Amy, whatever her name is, is there yeah. again. We're talking about stuff from last season where she's like, he doesn't like droids. Get out of there. Like, give me the baby. Do the thing. And R5 shows up and that opening scene of yeah. him landing, him landing on Tatooine and like, we're talking about all the stuff from last season. We're starting from the same place. The same characters are coming back. Hey, look, there's new references. Here's R5. He's got a little blown out thing on the back where his motivator blew up. And so, like that setup set me up for being so happy when Timothy Oliphant shows up. So that sticks with me too, I think. Yeah. R5 was a real fun moment because it was like, oh, oh, and it was like, what? And I'm like, that's R5. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's like, it's very specifically the R5 we know because of the 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 grease smears yeah. and, and burns out the back, and I'm like, that's that's perfect. Yeah. That was really well done. Very good. It's a labor of love, and I think it shows. So uh, that's yeah. it for the short <laughs> emergency scoring. With Claxon's playing right now. <laughs> I know. So, yeah, I got. It's great. Yeah, I'm tr- trying to think of any any name any name for this, but I, I mean. It's all good. Yeah, Claxon scoring. I don't know. I still got to work on the theme song. It'll be for the next time we record. I'll work on it. We'll listen to it live. Close that. Stare at Obi-Wan Kenobi's amazing hair from Attack of the Clones for a second. Um. Yep. Mm-hmm. What are you looking at? Ken said that I had Attack of the Clones hair. Attack of the Clones Obi Wan Kenobi hair. Aha. Uh-huh. Because my locks were touching my shoulders now. I said I couldn't remember what it looked like, and then I looked it up, and it's very pretty. It's very coiffed. You could have gotten a fake. Yeah, uh, fake beard for reshoots. Obi Wan for Halloween. Yeah, I wish it would fill in. That's all I'm saying. It just doesn't want to do it. All those X-rays they gave us when we were kids. <laughs> Not sure if that's how is that how is that supposed to be how that works. I don't know. I just blame it so okay. because like I know so many people roughly our age uh, and a little older and a little younger that just have patchiness right here 
I assume it's oh, just... Oh, from all, like, dental. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. And that's the only thing I, I can think to blame, except for bad genetics. I'm gonna, I mean, I've been blaming bad genetics for decades, so I'll stick with it. I'm not, I'm not ready to listen to any kind of uh, info wars telling me how the, the x-rays are giving me patchy beards and homosexuality. It was, so. it was very funny. <laughs> had to get an x-ray because she smacked herself at school and uh turned one of her teeth black and uh and they were like we need to give her an x-ray and i was like ah she's like four do we really need to be shooting an x-ray at a four-year-old for a tooth and they're like don't worry it's gonna fall out in a minute and then <laughs> and they're like come back in they're like don't worry it's like a tenth of the radiation you got when you were a kid Per x-ray. I was like, okay. <laughs> You're like, the doctor said that to me unprompted, other than me yeah. being like, are we sure we need an x-ray? And he's like actively like, no, 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 no. The x-rays you got when you were a kid were too much. But, <laughs> but don't worry, it's fine. We clearly man. didn't know what we were doing when yeah, you were yeah. a kid, but now we've worked this out. <laughs> By the way, it's still going to cost $80 for this x-ray. Like, I'm sorry? Yeah. For what now? Yeah. That's why you haven't... I remember that when I when I went to get wisdom teeth out, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna do the X-ray. That's about eighty dollars." I'm like, "This isn't new technology. We're not cracking the code on this, right? This is you're paying for their <laughs> I mean, next this was X-ray easy... machine by doing that. That's what they're yeah, doing. exactly. I'm like, uh, I think you this isn't yeah. Hey, it could have been worse, you know. <clears throat> cost more. True. <laughs> well, I left and didn't pay because I couldn't afford an $80 x-ray at that point in my, like, so yeah, $80, just another $80. Don't have it. Sorry. I was at a dental college as it was because they were able to do the work for cheaper. So like, oh yeah, go to a dental school. They'll do it for cheaper. It's like a, it's like a barber college. Like, oh, go there and they'll cut your hair for free. But then it looks like a student cut it. Because so, a student did cut it. Exactly. <laughs> So, so I'm your, like, all right. How are your student removed molars doing? Uh, they weren't because they those they eventually got done by a dentist. Like year, when I got medical insurance and dental insurance, but that's another story. But yeah, that I ended up like going, all right. Well, this is pointless because it's like I can't even before we even do this, I have to get the X-rays. And the X-rays cost more than I'm like. This is no. A friend of mine went to Mexico Thanks. to have a root canal. I've had friends who've done the same thing or they've gone to other states because it's like it's cheaper for them. They have a friend who's a dentist in like Utah. So they're like, yeah. oh, well, I'll go visit my friend. So it's cheaper for them to travel to Utah to get this stuff removed and travel back. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Stuff's pricey in California. Yeah. Stuff's pricey. Yeah, that's true. But it's also he also had the work done for free when he was there. This too, is the so. guy. This is the guy maligning what it costs down here, and he doesn't even have to pay sales tax where he lives. <laughs> right, we have sales tax. We don't have income tax. Oh, that's we, right. We only have sales tax. Right, and then, it's a stupid. And then you just drive down crazy to system. And then you don't have to pay sales tax. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot. Although you I'm too so could drive to Oregon and not have to pay sales tax. Okay, how long is it technically? You two can drive wherever they want. How long they does it can take go, I mean, you they're, to drive they're to celebrities. Because <laughs> it takes me a little uh, I bit think it's longer like, to drive to Oregon than you. Probably, yeah, it'd probably take you 12 or 15 hours to get there. Yeah. 